Today is November 16th, 2020. This is episode 81 of Back to Normal. So let's get started. All right, today I'm going to be talking about COVID Christmas. And uh, the conceit of this show is trying to get things back to normal. And this is this seems like a perfect topic. And we're approximately mid-November, which makes it seem like the perfect time to talk about Christmas plans and trying to figure out uh, what we're going to do. We did this, had a similar conversation before Thanksgiving. We had a similar conversation before Halloween. And we're going to have this conversation now. So I wanted to start off just by saying uh, Christmas is obviously going to be a little, Christmas in general is going to be a little different than it is most years, but not just for the reason that it's going to be challenging and a strain on our healthcare system to um, to all see family at Christmas time uh, in person. And I suspect that uh, for some people, that's going to be what they want to do. And people are are going to get sick because of that. Um, but the other way, and I'll get to that part, but the other way that things are going to be different is that many of us, um, especially many people in my social circles, because um, we tend to be, we're, we're people who are not in essential positions. So we don't, um, our workplaces are all operating virtually and don't, we don't need to be in person there, um, is that we are home all the time. Like, <laughs> take your normal average week in your life, um, in, but like pre pandemic, add 40 hours to that for the amount of time that you're normally at work and you're now at home, add another, what, two and a half to three hours, maybe a little more, um, for commute times that you're now at home. Add, I don't know, six to eight hours, depending on how, how um, social you are that week on outings, leaving the house um, that are just gone now and add back maybe two hours of like walks. And in our case, visiting Julia's parents because they're in our bubble. And that's pretty much your week. Uh, it's like 95% at home. And so we took the unusual step. Uh, as a family this weekend um, of setting up our Christmas decorations. Because normally, in a normal year, when we are all not at home, um, there's not really a huge benefit to doing it. We would do it like the first weekend of December because we're only home for like three or four hours in the evening to actually be able to experience these decorations and everything being set up. But now we are always here. <laughs> and so we thought, why not just take the opportunity? We have a free weekend. It was really rainy yesterday, weirdly. And um, let's just set everything up. And so that's what we did. We put up our tree. We decorated it. We put up all our stuff outside, uh, which we would have done anyways, because we want to do it before it starts snowing like crazy and starts freezing up. Um, but we put up everything. We put up our tree and everything inside. Uh, we still have some more decorations and things just like for around the house that we want to still set up. But um, the tree was a big one. and so we. We did that yesterday, and um, it's certainly going to make the 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 next month and a half more happy. Like we're going to get joy from that that we otherwise wouldn't have gotten from anywhere. And I think that's really important. Um, I highly recommend it because it definitely breaks up the monotony of weekends when you're just at home, and um, it's an, it's something you can do that's again safe. You don't have to leave the house for it or anything. Um, the most unsafe thing you'd have to do is go like we had to go to a store. And we wanted to pick up a few new decorations. Um, so we went to Canadian Tire. But honestly, like the place is not busy. It might be busy in a few weeks. It might be more busy. But I mean, 
we went on a Friday night. I think it was a Friday, Thursday or Friday night. It was fine. It was not particularly busy. There were people there. Um, but Canada, we're lucky in that people are pretty, I guess not lucky, but um, people are always wearing masks in the store. We had, there was one guy who was wearing it under his chin and I'm just like, what, what are you doing, buddy? Like, come on. Do you not read the news? Do you not know that we're in a pandemic and that we know exactly how it spreads now? Um, anyways, so yeah, I highly recommend decorating. It is a very fun thing to do with the family and it kind of takes your mind off pandemic. You can just kind of focus on that for a few hours. Um, okay, so now on to the other thing about, uh, about Christmas that's going to be very different this year, which is family gatherings. And they are going to be extremely different because um, most decent people are not going to have big family gatherings and are going to have to rely on virtual gatherings instead. And, and while that's very sad, I think sacrificing one normal Christmas to make all the others more happy because everyone is around and healthy and, and happy, um, I think is obviously worth it. Now, our family has been talking has been talking for months about trying to do a what we would call, I guess, a normal Christmas. There being nine of us in total and the limit in Ontario of indoor gatherings being 10 and kind of basically saying start like starting basically December 1st let's bubble let's make this group our bubble and let's literally not see anybody else like don't go to the grocery store do grocery pickups um keep to like keep to within this group and you know basically say okay I'm, we're gonna sacrifice the next few weeks like go back into full lockdown mode like we did in march and early april um go back into the mode where you're not doing anything like you're taking absolutely every precaution every day and then we can celebrate as a family in a perfectly normal Christmas. Just say, um, we are accepting the tiny risk that something got through here and just have a normal Christmas. Because we were talking about this earlier uh, the other day. Um, if you have a Christmas where everybody in your family is inside and um, once everybody's inside and in an enclosed space, unless you are distancing and wearing a mask, and doing all these protective things that you're supposed to do, you might as well not do any of them because like when there if there is a sick person there, which is what you're trying to avoid, it, there's nothing there's absolutely nothing wrong with nine healthy people being in a house together. There's just nothing wrong with that. That's not what we're trying to avoid here. What we're trying to avoid here is not recognizing that one of those nine people is sick. Hence the the complete quarantine before um, added to potentially even a test before just to make sure um, once you're all in that space together and nobody's wearing masks it doesn't matter how big the space is if you're spending all day together you're going to transmit this thing like a regular house doesn't have the ventilation to be able to stop this and so the only way that you can do this completely normally without risking safety and without getting without everyone getting tested like more than once basically leading up to it is is to you know assume Take make the assumption that nobody has it and work from there to say, yes, we're taking that assumption. We're making the assumption nobody has it and we're just going ahead. We are we are having what we would call a normal Christmas. And the, basically the only thing we wouldn't do, which is something that we haven't done in um, in months, uh, not really for any reason, because like I said, Julia's parents are in our bubble. But like we haven't hugged Julia's parents since March. 
um, our daughter Evie has. She's hugged them all the time and, and like they've held our son. And we're all pretty convinced that we're being safe enough and we're not doing anything like literally the only people we see indoors without masks is the two of them. And so, you know, that is the calculus. That's what comes down to it here. And I, I have honestly felt like unless we are saying everybody go into full lockdown for multiple weeks and we can all be convinced that we have done that, there's no there's no good rationale for just having a normal Christmas. The best thing we can do is to basically say, OK, if we're going to see each other on Christmas, we can all be in the same house. We can all be in the same room, but we should all be wearing masks. We shouldn't do anything that requires us to take masks off. We shouldn't be um, like if we're going to be together in the same room, we should be sitting in like pods, basically family pods and basically just talk and spend time together. And like we shouldn't be exchanging gifts in person. We shouldn't be opening gifts and all that kind of stuff. We shouldn't be um, we definitely shouldn't be eating again, unless we're pretending this whole thing is completely like we're all relatively we're all in a bubble. We're all in this together, um, all that stuff. If that's the case, this is different. But I'm talking about if we suspect that one of us might have this and we haven't been quarantined for the two weeks, we all need to be apart. We all need to be wearing masks. We should limit the, the actual time in person to like an hour at most and be distant during that time, all that stuff. Um, those are really the only two ways to do this thing. And so, yeah, basically, that's where we're at now is trying to come up with a, a way that we can either all do the quarantine because um, only one of us, Julia's brother, has to work. He works outside the house, but he's a, a contractor, works alone. And so, honestly, the odds of him having to interact with other people in the same space for that two-week period is probably relatively low anyways. Um, one of the things that I suggested is just buy out his buy out two weeks of his time, like even even just hire him to do a project for two weeks. So like he can come to our house and work on something. I don't know. Like the, there are ways to do this. And so, yeah, that's that's basically what it comes down to. That's the calculus we're all doing. And what happens, what ends up happening here, the reason that people do get sick is that they don't. They either make that calculus, but then forget a variable or leave something out or don't really think about it. Or they, you know, they just miss something obvious that or don't think about something obvious or don't want to think about something obvious to make family gatherings happen. And they think that, oh, you know, we're going to beat the odds. We're better than the system, all that. And while that is probably true for any individual family, it's not like every family is going to get sick if we all spend Halloween or Christmas together. but some percentage will and then those people from those groups that get that spread it are going to go back to the regular groups and then they're going to spread it as well and the the whole point of doing the quarantine thing and not spending time together in, inside without masks on is to avoid the multiplying effect of transmission that's what we're trying to do and so it takes it's kind of like voting and it takes everyone doing it to have the system actually work if you think you're better than the system, then you're just wrecking the system. And um, so it's very unfortunate that that's the way the math works out, but that's that's literally just how it works. And so we're going to have to still keep talking about it. But um, honestly, that idea that I just had of us hiring Julia's brother to do a project in our house would not be so bad, potentially. Um, OK, so that's where I'm at now. Um, we can check back in. I'm probably going to check back in as Christmas gets closer. We'll see where we're at. But um that's where I'm going to leave it for today. Thanks very much for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.